Oh, what is up, Falcons Brotherhood? This is Jeff back with a new episode of Falcons Frenzy. Welcome back. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, kicking off what is a three-day holiday weekend, which is fantastic, even though we're not going anywhere. Uh, nice to have an extra day off of work, though. <laughs> um, here to talk some Falcons football. Hopefully everybody's... Uh, well, not hopefully. I'm sure everybody's getting the uh, no sports itch, <laughs> as I am. Uh, definitely looking forward to some football. But um, let's talk a little little Falcons news, and then in this episode, start talking about uh, as we're getting closer, of course, to the I guess if you want to call it official off season, um, some position battles to watch for using the current depth chart. Uh, see who who we have on the on the on the squad this year. Uh, let's talk about some news though. Uh, I know Coach Q and uh, the rest of the staff there are talking about some potential joint camp practices, uh, which is common, right? Every year we do that. But uh, a couple of teams we're talking to currently are the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins, which we both play uh, play both of those in the preseason. So just talking about uh, some potential camp practices and who knows if those will even happen at this point uh, i know the nfl's still thinking about this full season and i for one am very very hopeful <laughs> that we actually get to have that um they're even talking about the, uh creating some sort of uh face mask for the face mask if you will to uh try to give a little added protection to uh, all the players and folks that'll be on the field during practice and game time and everything else um so think if you think kind of uh, from what I read, what it seems like is if you think of the uh, the face mask visor that players wear, uh, kind of extending that down throughout the rest of the face mask uh, attached to the helmet, of course, to kind of create more of a shield, if you will. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. They got some folks that are making some prototypes of that. And hey, what do you know? If it works, it works. If it helps, it helps. Let's play some football. <laughs> Uh, in other, in other news, um, yesterday, actually, uh, the Falcons signed a free agent, another former first round pick from 2014, uh, defensive back linebacker, kind of hybrid player, uh, Dion Buchanan spent some time with Arizona, Tampa and the giants last year. Um, had a couple of good years with Arizona, got in, get a little injury bug there. Played uh, played last year with both the Bucks and the Giants, um, but he's more of a more of a linebacker safety hybrid kind of player, like I mentioned before. So he's very very quick. Uh, he kind of has that fly to the ball type of mentality. Um, so his instincts are usually very very good. Um, I really see him as as more of a reserve player, you know, depth type of player, mainly due to his versatility. So he can play some linebacker. Um, can definitely play some coverage, which is great, which is what we need at that linebacker position. 
Uh, and then also some safety. You know, we've had the injury bug there in that position for the last couple of seasons, too, with both Key and Rico. Um, just adding some more depth to that. And of course, I think he'll be an absolute stud on special teams. So uh, I think it's a good pickup. You know, very, very cheap. I think it was 340000 maybe. Um, got about 11 mil coming back for the June 1st cuts for True Font. Of course, we still have to sign our draft class. So that's going to leave us pretty slim. So I don't think, unfortunately, it's going to look like, uh, like I said before uh, in the past episodes, you know, hoping that we can go grab somebody like a, like a Cam Wake or Marcus Golden to come in, some veteran presence, some very, very good skill set uh, to help. You know, I don't think that's going to happen at this point in time, not with this signing as, uh, as well as um, Charles Harris. Uh, on the defensive line side. So I think this is probably going to be about it. And we'll see what comes of the draft class and just players that were on the cusp last year, bringing them back, see what they could do. In NFC South news, if you will, our former running back, Devontae Freeman, declined his initial deal with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I just, I'm, I'm still really surprised, honestly, he hasn't been picked up yet. But Freeman declined what is said to be around a $4 million deal. I fully expected him to want more than that. Uh, so that's probably where Seattle's coming from. But they have a whole whole entourage of running backs. And uh, I, I just I don't see them putting out a lot of money. So uh, who knows? You never know. They're, I guess what they're talking about is maybe Rashad Penny is not going to be ready uh, to play that that secondary type of running back role like he did behind Chris Carson last year. Uh, and they think Freeman would be a good spot for that, but we'll see. I'm sure he'll get signed somewhere before the season. He's definitely got the skills. We all know that um, just definitely didn't work for us in the long run with that uh, cap hit. Also our rival hated rival, New Orleans saints say that as soon as Drew Brees is done, which is probably going to be this year, Taysom Hill is the guy. He's thrown less than a dozen passes in the NFL, and you're saying he's the guy. That's very interesting. <laughs> very ballsy by the Saints. Uh, whatever, I guess. It's fine. If they, apparently they think Taysom Hill is, uh, um, you know, some stud NFL guru, quarterback, whatever. Uh, it'll be interesting. Bring it on. All right. <laughs> um, back to Atlanta though, because, you know, apparently we, <laughs> we decided that we want to try to make our offense just a, a bunch of first round picks. Um, Hayden Hurst, right? We picked up Hurst from the Ravens and, uh, I really, I do, I love this move because I think, I think Hurst is going to fill in, um, for hope really, really well. Uh, just he's a physical guy, can go up and get it, can run good routes. Uh, his, his blocking is, is pretty good as well. Um, apparently, he has been driving himself from his place in Jacksonville to the ATL for the past month to work out with Matt Ryan. I absolutely love that <laughs> just because he knows he has to get on the same page, and that dude is driving Every, <laughs> I don't know if it's ever, it's probably not every day. That's quite the hike. Um, maybe he's staying there. I have no idea. But anyway, uh, he's putting the time in. 
and Matt is putting, we all know Matt puts the time in. So definitely not worried about that. Uh, but I love it. I really do. I think it's great. And uh, hopefully the, hopefully everybody else here can start getting together pretty soon with lockdowns and things like things like that starting to ease up a bit um, to get some more time in. All right. Got to start getting the guys together, getting the sink, getting in sync again and uh, working everybody out. So kudos to you, new guy, new blood, uh, making it work. But happy you're on the squad. Can't wait to see what you do. Let's get into position battles because, you know, <clears throat> most of our positions, the first spot, the starter spot is pretty much set for the, for the most part, right? Um, I started looking over the depth chart. There's a lot. Of, oh, my gosh. There's a lot of guys. And my next episode, folks, what I'm going to do is really break down that depth chart and I'm going to pitch what will be my first shot at what I think will be the final 53-man roster. So way above, way before any kind of camp or anything else. Let's just see how accurate it is. All right. Just for something fun to do. Uh, but some position battles. We already know Julio and Calvin are one and two. Who is going to get that third spot? A lot of people are saying Russell Gage has been putting work in. Um, and he's the shoe in to be that third wide receiver spot. But we got, we went out and got Laquan Treadwell which I think is mainly going to be a special teamer, like returner, depth, wide receiver. But does he have a shot at that number three spot? Or we know Zacchaeus played quite a little bit last year, uh, that giant long touchdown from Matt Ryan in the, in the one game. Um, does he have a shot to move up the depth chart? Wide receiver is going to be an interesting spot after the one and two with Julio and Calvin uh, to see who's really going to get the most playing time. I'm going to, I'm going to, hold off my big one till the very end another one to look at though uh defensive tackle all right we know we got grady we know we got new blood marlon davidson okay um you got other you got other other guys in the mix they also mentioned coach q mentioned that kaminsky is going to make the shift from end to d tackle so he's going to be the depth guy at d tackle is going to be john kaminsky what does that do? And I know all of us Falcons fans are saying this, but what does that do for Deidre Sanat? Right? Because I think everybody expected him to have more playing time last year. And what's going to happen to that guy? Because this literally, I mean, with, with adding Davidson, moving Kaminsky from DN to D tackle, I honestly see, and I'm going to mention this in my 53-man roster, I see Sanat getting cut this year. I don't even think he's going to see the field uh, on the sideline as a Falcon this year. Unfortunately, I think he's going to be one of those one of those bubble roster cuts towards the end. Um, it just doesn't seem like his time in Atlanta is is going to be anything really. I think there was such high upside. Um, not sure what they saw in practices or meetings or whatever else from the guy, but definitely seems like his time may be coming to an end. The other position is also along that line at defensive end. Just went out and signed Fowler. Got Tack playing in his, um, you know, his money year, if you want to, his contract year, to see if, uh, being that we didn't pick up his fifth-year option, see if he can play really well and get a paycheck. 
Uh, also have Alan Bailey there, uh, which played pretty well. Um, take Kaminsky on that because he's moving to D tackle. Um, it'd be interesting. I, I want to see what tax mentality is when he comes into if there is a camp or the preseason and what the season looks like for this guy. I definitely think he's the best shot uh, at the opposite side of Fowler, but um, of course we do, we do know guys, right? Because our, our and girls and got lots of Falcons fans out there, but um, that defensive front, heavy, heavy rotation, right? So it doesn't really matter who starts. It's going to be <laughs> who gets the early downs, who gets the later downs uh, and stuff like that. So, I'm just tack is my interesting spot because I truly feel that if he comes in with that wrong mindset, Alan Bailey's just going to run all over that and he's going to be stealing all kinds of snaps from the guy. He really needs to get his mind right here in the offseason before this thing kicks up. Um, corner, all right, we just picked up uh, Dion Buchanan, which uh, can be a safety if we need to. I think he's going to play more of that linebacker type of role though. Um, but a corner, of course, we got AJ Terrell. I think he's honestly going to start very, very early as kind of our number two and shift his way into number one. I think he's got more talent, more skill than what Oliver and Sheffield have. So he'll move into one, and then Oliver and Sheffield are going to kind of fight for number two. So I want to kind of watch and just see how that plays out and see how this new guy comes in where Oliver is going to be playing more of a He's a little more vocal than Sheffield, right? Because he, he's going to play more of that, that, even though he's only been around a year, but he's going to play more of that mentor type of, uh, he's got to grow up quick kind of role. So let's see how that plays out. The other interesting one is safety. The last couple of years, we've had some major, major injury issues uh, between Rico and Key. If Key stays healthy, I was watching some older games this past week. That dude is just, a, the way that he flies to the ball, his instincts are phenomenal. Um, he's going to disrupt a lot of offenses. Um, Casey's interesting because that dude's a ball hawk. His instincts are very good. He's very fast. So, of course, he plays in that same position as Key, but our defense kind of evolves and changes throughout each and every game. I can see, we all love Ricardo Allen, but honestly, he's average. Casey is a much better ball player than Ricardo Allen, and yes, I said it. But I can see this season being the season where Casey overtakes Rico's snaps, and it's Casey and Keanu on the field at the same time, and Rico's going to be more of a reserve depth kind of guy that can fill in wherever we need him to at times. So mark my word on that one. But the big one, folks, is running back, right? Because we just went out and signed Gurley. Uh, Brian Hill signed his tender. Still got Edo Smith with fans love, right? You got Quadri Allison. It's not even talking fullback. So what is this going to look like? Because um, it's a lot of running backs for a team that doesn't run the ball all that well. We haven't run the ball well. I think we're going to do much better this year with this offensive line, uh, staying healthy, hopefully, with Lindstrom and McGarry staying healthy. Um, if Hennessy plays guard, I don't know who's going to play that left guard spot, but we got a shot to have a decent running game. Are we going to need all four? 
I don't think so. I mean, we have quite a few players on the current roster. We have about, including fullbacks, we have about seven running backs on this team. Who's going to make it? Who's not? I think this is going to be a really interesting position to watch because you have to think, you really don't want to cut Hill, Ito Smith, or Allison, right? Because if Gurley doesn't turn out to be Gurley after this one year, you're still going to have those guys to kind of fall back on. So we're going to try to handcuff one and be slim in a different position to try to keep them all just because they're kind of cheap right now. I don't know. Running back is a very, very interesting position to me right now. If Todd turns out to be Todd, are we going to have enough money to pay him after next year or after this coming season? Highly unlikely. Um, although you never know, I guess, because Calvin's going to be due pretty soon uh, and a couple other guys as well. So who stays and who goes? Brian Hill signed his tender. I can honestly, I mean, let's look at this. So Allison's been here, what is it, a year? Two years, something like that, right? 2019. So he's only been here a year. Hill's been here for two. Ito's been here, or three, I guess, and Ito's been here for two. Hill's been here a while. He's on his tender. Do we use him as a trade or does somebody need a running back really bad and we trade Brian Hill away? It's definitely possible. Um, I think the combination of Todd Gurley or an actual number one back with a handcuff or uh, kind of like Ito or Allison to kind of work that secondary type of role, I think is sufficient. But I don't know. It's hard, so hard to say because I don't know who's going to be healthy and who's not. And nobody does. But I think the most interesting position to watch in this offseason coming up to the start of the season is going to be the running back spot because we have so many on here. We're very, very running back heavy this year, which is really odd to me. Um, people even wanted to go running back like early in the draft, which I don't know. <laughs> Threw me for a loop because everybody, we, we needed defense. Um, but if Gurley turns out to be Todd Gurley again, man. We're in a good spot right there. I would love to see that. But I can. I, I don't think we're going to end up with all these guys when the season starts. I think Hill, probably likely Hill, just because he signed his tender, will, uh, could potentially get moved more than anybody else. Um, but you never know. Ito has a good spot too. Allison hasn't played enough for other teams, I think, to take a shot on him. So it's going to be Hill or Ito, I think, is not going to be on the roster. Um come season time but we'll find out we'll see um if we can get something decent for him then hey but honestly when when you look at getting something decent uh like draft pick wise for a player uh, let's be honest i mean hopkins didn't even pull a first rounder so uh, a lot of these really good players you know calais campbell i think pulled like a fifth rounder like you're just not getting much um so for hill or ito I don't know what can you get really. So, but uh, position those are those are honestly just a couple things. And like I said, most of these are not number. The starters are pretty much set. That's not really going to change from year to year unless somebody big comes in. 
um, like Marlon Davidson. He's going to be starting next to Grady, period. I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, A.J. Terrell, I think, will probably likely by season start will be our number one corner. The other spots, though, all the other position battles are kind of looking at who's going to be number two or number three in that depth chart at those positions. Wide receiver, like I said, for number three, is it going to be Gage? Is it going to be Treadwell? Um, running back. I, mean, I love and I understand the whole running back com- by committee prospect, but who's going to be there? Because we got a lot of them. I don't think we're going to keep them all for roster spots. Um, defensive tackle, Dejan Sanat. I love that dude when he came out. Um, just really doesn't seem to be panning out for Atlanta. So, um, yeah. Safety, Casey over Rico. Honestly, I'd take it every day of the week, twice on Sunday. So, We'll see how that plays out too, but um, it's weird, right? Because a lot of these, a lot of these bigger battles that you're going to look at are on the offensive side of the ball, which seems to be actually our stable piece of football. Um, but of course, it's who's going to be second or who's going to be third on that depth chart at that spot. So it'll be it'll be fun. Um, but those are really just a couple of my position battles that I'm I'm going to be keeping an eye on and. I'm sure we'll talk about in later episodes, but running back to me is definitely the number one position that's going to have a big battle to see who even makes it um, on the squad. So um, that's all I got for you this time, folks. But like I said, next episode, we're going to do a breakdown of the depth chart um, and take my shot, my first shot at what I think will be the final 53-man Atlanta Falcons roster for the 2020 season. So with that being said here at the Falcons frenzy, I hope you all enjoy your Memorial day weekend. Please stay safe, be smart, have a good time and rise up.